Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer tonight, brought to you by Renegade Barber Company and Oregon Concealed. How much are you willing to pay for beer? Well, the Oregon legislature um, obviously thinks that we're all really wealthy and that we want to have our beer taxed um, a little bit more, but, but not actually just a little bit more. They're talking about almost 3,000% more on the beer tax in Oregon. And for wine, almost 2,000% more. So I don't know how that sits with you, but it doesn't sit very well with me since I am a connoisseur of beer. Wine, cheap red wine's okay with me, but beer, it's gotta be good or I'm not gonna drink it. So tonight, we're gonna talk to one of the owners of Nenkasi about what this is all about and what it means to them and to other businesses in Oregon, what it means to tourism in Oregon, and also what it means to you and me when we buy a beer. And then the sliding glass door in my master bedroom blew in my- So Upper Camp Creek is evacuated. You can't erase the mistakes of your past without erasing the wisdom of your present. And there was a fear of getting blocked in. Welcome to In Bed with Rick Dancer, your chance to climb in bed with me. It's a sad story, but it's got, it's, it's where you get to help a local veteran and his family. Kathy and I are sitting in the truck just looking at our house and we started to cry. When she took the girls, my six-year-old little girl didn't have shoes on. I'm going to take the first needle. This is going to blow you guys away. I'm going to do this right up close to you. I miss his uh, daily phone calls and text messages. To have a 10-year-old kid come on and just tell us some jokes is just so super charming. We need to find these people. And welcome to our show. Hey, Jamie, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, Rick. Great to see you. You guys just, having me on. This is Jamie Floyd with Ninkasi, and I have to tell you right now in my refrigerator, Jamie, is sitting the beer that you and you know that I love, Otis, uh, my very favorite, because this is the first stout that came out next to Tsunami with uh, Pacific City with Pelican Pub. That is, it has lots and lots of hop in it, and you don't find a dark beer very much that has a lot of hop, and Otis is like I love that beer. I like all your beer, but I love that beer, especially this time of year. Um, but Jamie, so you guys, um, you guys are kind of uh, up in arms about this thing. Tell people about this. It's House Bill thirty two ninety six, and it would raise the beer tax almost three thousand percent, and the tax on wine almost two thousand percent. Tell tell me what's going on here. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, in the state of Oregon currently, we pay an excise taxes. Let me back this up and, and first say that that all of the breweries and wineries, cideries, distilleries in Oregon all pay all of the same taxes that every other business pays. So all of the uh, state taxes, all the federal taxes, payroll taxes, uh, you know, the cat tax that passed last year uh, is something that we pay. We definitely qualify for. Uh, here locally in Eugene, we have a payroll tax that just started that that is taxed on all the employees that are here. Uh, and so, you know, we pay all of these taxes. So the excise tax that we pay is an addition to all of the regular taxes. And, and sometimes that gets lost in the message when it makes it sound like, well, why shouldn't they pay more taxes? And the beginning is that we pay all the taxes and we also pay taxes to be able to brew uh, in the state of Oregon and also to the federal government. Currently, we pay $2.60 a barrel, and a barrel represents two kegs of beer or 31 gallons. Uh, on the federal level, uh, we, we are paying uh, sort of, it, it, it splits, it starts for the first 60,000 barrels, it starts at, uh, uh, at um, excuse me, at a, at a lower rate, and then goes up to $14 a barrel once you get above 60,000 barrels. Um, 
the federal government just reduced our uh, excise tax by nearly half for that lower level, and then also reduced that of uh, $16 down to $14 a barrel. So the federal government actually just lowered our taxes because they recognized that we were paying too much taxes uh, given the total load of taxes that are out there. Um, so it, on the one hand, uh, it's it's been a great economic boon to a lot of breweries in the state of Oregon. There are over half of the breweries in the state of Oregon that have never paid that extra tax since that tax was lowered in the last two years. It was just made permanent finally. All of Oregon's legislators have been incredible in supporting uh, the federal tax relief and, and understand that. It's a, it's, a, it's a little sad to see it not all the way passed down uh, onto the state level when it comes to, to beer and taxes. The reason that our beer tax has been so low for so long is that we're a major producer of beer. And even all the way back to before we were a state, Henry Weinhardt was a beer in Oregon. So yeah. this goes back all the way. And beer has been an important part of the pioneer spirit of Oregon and, uh, you know, just a, a part of who we are. Uh, and that's why we've always sort of ranked lower for that taxation. Over the years, there's been lots of tax proposals that have never been successful. And what's odd to me is that it just gets bigger every time. So this most recent time, uh, what is being proposed is that raising of that $2.60 a barrel to $72.60 a barrel. God. So and what? for wine, wine was taxed by the gallon and was 64 cents a gallon. It would be raised to $10 and some change a gallon. I'm sorry that I don't know that specific one. So uh, what, does that do? what does that do to, let's stick with beer, just because that's, yeah. what, I, that's what I drink. Um, so what's that going to do to the average beer? Like, you know, like right now it's already, you know, if I come into a location, it's already, you know, like five, six, seven dollars for a pint. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's hard to say because of the way that the that the beer is sold uh which is not just in oregon it's the three-tier system is a sort of an, a nationwide mandate is that that tax gets basically magnified through the rest of the system because of the way that it goes and so by the time it reaches the consumer when when they say it's a 20 cents a beer proposal it's really more of a two dollars three dollars a beer situation in a restaurant it's not going to be so small um uh, if you look at like currently, and, and also for clarity's sake, for people out there, uh, hard cider or is uh, taxed like wine. So just it, already when you go out to bars and restaurants, you'll notice that A, there's less cider taps. And part of that's because of how expensive those kegs are to begin with already because they're paying a higher tax rate. Uh, but now with this sort of rate of proposal, it would magnify the the price all the way down. And, and what really is sad for me um, is this would be a horrible thing to do in any year to our industry, but given the amount of fiscal loss that all businesses in Oregon have experienced through the COVID and through the forest fires that we had last year that shut our business down for, for a full solid week of production, um, we're gonna be experiencing years of recovery uh, on just as if business was normal um, to, to uh, what I've tried to get people to understand about what we've gone through as a company with draft beer formally making up 20% of the revenue that we made and almost went away completely because of COVID because wow. places being closed and stuff. That was our highest margin gain as a company. That's where we made the most money is when you actually bought even at a restaurant or a bar, even though we don't make all of the profit all the way through that, we still made more money than that than if we put it into a can or a bottle and then it goes into a mixed pack that is then repackaged. All of that additional cost makes the beer less profitable. 
So Jamie, does it feel like, I mean, here's this year, I, I, I just, you know, it, 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 it drives me crazy because here it is, you guys are already suffering. You've had a hard bit. I think people think, I wonder that some of these folks don't think, oh, well, because people are drinking more during the pandemic, you know, well, it's not, it's not reflecting the same way to you guys. And, and, and I think, so here we're already having a tough time. Oregon's economy is based on beer. Our tourism is huge on distilleries and wineries and, and beer. You know, people come here for that. Um, and now you're going to take people and it's like slapping them upside the head and saying, I mean, I mean, it's not like even 50%. I mean, this is like astronomical. When I saw that online, I was like going 3,000%, nearly 3,000%. What, um, what would you say to, so you were saying you don't let, let, let's talk about it. Cause you're, you're an open dude. Um, yeah. This is about prohibition. This isn't about if somebody wants to make money, they do want to tax. They're looking for ways. They say they're going to use this money to help with drug and alcohol treatment, which I find kind of comical because we're the state that just legalized uh, drug use. Um, and I'm not against, I'm, I'm not speaking either way on that, but I'm saying on one side, we legalize this. And then on the other side, we, we put more rules on beer and wine. So to pay for the, the other stuff, which is crazy. But you think this is about prohibition? You think this is people wanting to, to hit the industry hard? Yeah, you know, and, and I want to say that, you know, I all people that are in our industry have a deep concern for mental health uh, and as well as addiction in the state. And we know that that there's a lot of work to be done in the state. And, and I certainly think that everybody in Oregon realizes that and has members of their family that may be affected by that. But the, the, the situation is that the Oregon Liquor Control Commission and the taxes collected, only 2% of that goes to drug and recovery right now. They're, they have a huge budget of money and some of it could be spent more on that. So the, the way that they're sort of staging this is that we're, we need all this money so that we can go fix all these problems over here. And not a lot of studies have been done in what it takes to fix those problems and stuff. So there's a lot of work to be done there. But the, the one thing that is for sure is that raising the excise tax by 3000% on our industry will put a lot of businesses out. And, 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 and the proponents uh, for Oregon Recovers that very specifically say they wanna raise the price of alcohol. It's not just that they wanna lower addiction. They say that that's what it takes to have underage drinking prevented. And I, you know, for me, uh, with the underage drinking in Oregon, that's gone down year over year. Certainly, it could probably go down at a more drastic rate. But one thing I'd like to say with that is that you know, most most teenagers these days have cell phones. They have thousand dollar cell phones. So they really is it two dollars extra for a beer really going to stop them? That's not the way that Oregon works. What is important is that people don't sell the minors. That's the that's the problem. It's not the right. price of the beer. So. It's really important that we analyze really what, what the problem is and look at it from that way. Oregon and, and beer especially has been thrown under the bus a lot to try to solve problems in Oregon. So, well, Isn't it, Jamie, like every time we need money, it feels like um, that they call it, they used to call it, I think they still do, a sin tax. And so it was always on things like beer, wine, cigarettes. So um, I'll put it on that because that's something people are choosing to do, but anymore, um, you know, I don't have as big a problem with the cigarettes because those are causing, causing severe health problems. But in terms of the beer and the wine industry, that is such that those two are that is tourism. I mean, that is yeah. why people tell them tell them the thing you'd heard about the taxi cabs in Portland that people were you were talking to a cab driver. I think that's a yeah. cool story. 
Yeah, you know, just, you know, there's been times in Ubers and, and taxi cabs and stuff. Uh, and, you know, I'm always asking questions and certainly they ask me about beer. And, you know, we're living in Oregon. Who doesn't want to talk about beer? To your point, Rick. But like what they'd say to me is that it is something shocking, like one in three people that get into their cabs ask about breweries, ask about wineries. They're there for that purpose or when they're not there for the business that they're there for, that's what they want to do. I, I know that I got to work the, 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 the Rose City Comic Con is something that we've sponsored multiple times. It brings a lot of people in. I've, I've gotten to hang out with the celebrities that are there and they say that they come, they like to go to Rose City Comic Con because the beer is good. And they're not just saying that because I'm in the room. They're saying that because they're stoked that to be there, that they, they go out and they go to all the breweries and they go to distilleries and they go and have fun because Portland's a fun place to be. And uh, certainly uh, turning it to the most expensive place for beer is going to have a negative impact. Okay. Currently, Alaska is the highest with their excise tax. They have a much smaller population density than we do, uh, much less traffic, and everything's very expensive there. And it's even, even that is... Uh, 30, I think it's $32 a barrel. And that's the, the by far the highest in the country as it is. So uh, again, the, the median uh, average tax for alcohol in the United States, this new tax would be 12 times that. Okay, Jamie, I'm going to pull you out for a second. Think about this for a minute. I'm going to do a little a quick thing here. Um, I wanted to talk about how big the industry is in Oregon dollar-wise and that kind of thing. So hold on that, okay, on that thought. So you guys, I want to get our sponsors in here really quickly. It's Oregon Concealed, and I'm reading this because they're a new, new sponsor with us. This is a company here locally, right here in Eugene, and it's uh, for concealed weapons permits. And you can do it online, and uh, it's a you have to have this. It's a carrying permit. It's exclusive. It's not. It's available to Oregon residents, but also passes and is recognized in 19 other states. So you can just go online, look up Oregon Concealed. It's the test. You can take it right there in your home, the class, and then you don't have to go out and do all the other process. You still got to go to the sheriff's office and get your concealed weapons permit. But this is all the process you can do right from the comfort of your living room. Our other sponsor is my barber, Renegade Barber Company. And uh, Mario put a, a video together the other day. I want to show this just to you really, really quickly. that's Renegade Barbershop. That's my barber. And I'm going there in 45 minutes to get my bi-monthly haircut because <laughs> because this doesn't just happen. So again, our sponsors, Renegade Barber Company and also Oregon Concealed. So if you're looking to uh, get a gun, you need to go through the process. They can help you all the way through that process. And if you're looking for a haircut, um, anybody at Renegade, uh, I would highly recommend for you. Okay, back to Jamie Floyd. We are talking about a proposed beer tax, House Bill 3296, that would add almost 3,000% uh, increase on the beer tax in Oregon and an almost 2,000% increase on wine. Um, Jamie, talk to me about the industry. How big is beer in Oregon? Well, beer, there's over, uh, I think we're at over 400 breweries in the state of Oregon. Uh, and uh, it's 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 at it, which is amazing. Uh, when I when Nkasi started 15 years ago, uh, there were under 100 breweries in the United or excuse me in Oregon. So uh, definitely, it's grown quite a bit. 
uh, you know, all in, um, it, it raises, you know, upwards of billions of dollars for the state of Oregon, to total beer into the economy for sure. That's stratified over, of course, food service over retail. So grocery store, uh, local restaurants throughout the entire sphere of that, of, of, of sales, as well as direct to consumer to where you can get it. That's not really as much allowed in the beer sphere on a national level, but Oregon does have some of that. There's definitely beer clubs in Oregon as well. Um, so it's a, it's, it is big business. Uh, Oregon has some of the best reputation for beer, not just in the United States, but in the world. Um, uh, Portland ranks as one of the very top beer drinking cities in the entire world. And I, I, I personally, and I know I'm biased by being an Oregonian, I think it's the best because yeah. the uh, Oregon brewers brew all styles of beer. Whereas if you go to England, they make really good ales or really good British style ales. And you, you go to Germany and they make really beautiful lagers and stuff like that. But very rarely do countries make everybody's beers as well as Portland does or, or as Oregon is really as a whole. We have a reputation for that. We also have some of the best drinking water in the world, which is the number one ingredient in, in all of these products. And, and, and that's another important piece to it, too, that, that really brings a lot of value to Oregon and also to the consumers that get to enjoy it. And, and really, the, the, that's the glory of Oregon, right, is the whole experience. So, Jamie, um, if you could talk to the people on this committee and you, you are in a group, right? You're telling them about the organization that you're that's kind of opposing this and pushing towards it. What would yeah, you there's, there's a few point. different things. Um, uh, thanks, Penny. Uh, we're not going to give up. Thank you so much. Yes, there's tons of faith that's needed in all of this. Um, you know, uh, you know. First of all, I'm I'm on the board of directors for the Oregon Brewers Guild. I've been a long-standing member of that, and I'm actually the chair of the Legislative Action Committee. So I'm sort of at the epicenter of all of that. I work with the executive director of the guild, Christina Larue, as well as a lobbyist that we first hired, Jonathan Manton. I was a part of the group that hired Jonathan to be our lobbyist. He's been an invaluable part of this as an expert in the field and having. It's taken 20 or 30 years for beer to have a seat at the table at the legislature and having Jonathan there means that we have a good table. So uh, that's been nice for us as far as that goes. But uh, on, on, on more of a larger, uh, uh, you know, call to action moment, if you want to go check out don'ttaxmydrink.com, that is a group that all uh, breweries, distilleries, uh, uh, wineries, cideries, the distributors that sell beers and all of these products in Oregon have banded together to work on this project. And again, that is all pan, all alcohols and stuff. And you can find all, all you can find talking points. And there's a great program on there that automatically sends letters to your specific legislators telling them how you feel. It's a great time to reach out and do that. I know that we've just started a new campaign and we went from a thousand, there was like 1,200 letters that legislators had received to over 4,000 in the last week wow. and a half. So wow. we, we're, we're experiencing a really nice boom. So if you do, don't tax my Thank you, Rick, for posting that up there. Uh, you'll get a ton of information there about what's going on and ways to act. And also, uh, you know, uh, some information about how it affects each of the industries and, and ways to relate to that, too, in ways that I can only be more general if you have a, you know, if bourbon's your thing and you want to know what's going on there. So somebody asked, is it, it does affect distilleries, but we don't know what the percentage is. We're not sure how that does. It will transcend all of that. It's not a part of the official tax that way, but it, it will have an impact on the larger piece and why the distilleries are against it as well. 
Um, there, there's a bunch of movements going on with the OLCC. They've built, they've just recently in the process of building a new warehouse and stuff that is going to take a lot of money. And so they're, they're embedded in not trying to get privatized for sure. So I, I, I think that there's a lot to be concerned with as well with the hard liquor piece of that. Uh, but this specific bill is aimed at wine and beer. So you were talking earlier too about how they're saying that, that, that this is to help, um, you know, stop underage drinking and also to treat people who with for alcoholism and that kind of thing, but only about 2% of what the money that they have in there. I remember that I won't mention who, but local companies, um, that deal, um, I'm going to be really, how am I going to be really vague here? Um, that also sell alcohol products. Um, they were just going, I just got to get rid of this money. I'm just going to put it on billboards or, you know, something like this to, cause I have to spend out this certain amount. The law says I have to spend this amount trying to get people to go get help if they need help. And so they're not really looking at the best use of that money. So if there's money out there to burn, it seems kind of weird that it's coming back to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and, and also you, you mentioned that, the, you know, the bill that passed that, that legalized a bunch of the drugs, that part of that bill as well is taking money that is currently being taxed on marijuana. And, you know, I, I don't think that people really think of it this way, but marijuana is basically sales taxed. You know, it's a certain right. amount of money you pay on top of everything. And we don't do sales tax in Oregon unless it's marijuana. But this is a really good example of how legislators can then go back in and utilize that money in a specific way. Or the voters, excuse me, in that referendum voted that, hey, this amount of money now has to go to drug and recovery programs. And that did pass. So also, the state is getting new money that they didn't have for these programs immediately right away from revenue that's already being generated and collected, not new revenue being collected. So it also begs the question of why now and why wouldn't we, why isn't that a beginning or a start? And why isn't that a part of other conversations with tax in Oregon? So what have you learned as a, uh, a beer maker <laughs> about politics and how this all works? You know, I, you know, politics is, you know, one of the things for me I'll share is when, when I first started as a brewery, the owner of Deschutes Brewery, Gary Fish is, uh, yeah, he's good guy. Been, has been an incredible person in terms of legislative action and very wit, you know, very smart. And he was the one that said, you know, we're 30 years behind wine. We don't have a seat at the table. And it really got me involved early on. And what I noticed is what's cool about Oregon in a way is we do have a voice and I can actually go, I mean, not currently physically walk in the Capitol right now, but like in, in years past, I do know all of our legislators from all sides of the, of the aisle and I have conversations with them and it, it is a special thing about Oregon. And so that, that's an interesting piece of it. You know, when you get into the, to the actual how things work at the legislative, that's fascinating to me in a way that I don't want to experience personally. Um, but I will say that it is amazing to be able to educate yourself enough to have a voice in a way that can have a meaningful impact. And I really mean that for everybody that's on this. The things that you're passionate about and care about, you do have a voice if you choose to execute it in a way, uh, especially if you, do, you know, and I will say this, if you do it in a way that's respectful, Right. I'm old school. I wear a suit. I get laughed at by old people at, at the old legislators laugh at me for wearing suits and stuff. But it's just the way I'm raised is to be respectful of that way. If you, if you if you think about how hard their job is and have empathy for for that, uh, that can go a long way, too. But, I, you know, when when you have a bill get passed or, you know, sponsored, the legislators that sponsored a 3000 percent increase on our industry clearly do not understand our industry. And that, you know, that's that's a piece that is shocking. And we, we spend a lot of work 
trying to explain the very complicated nature of alcohol sales. And it's important to remind people that, you know, alcohol was one of the very first things taxed in humankind, period. It's, a, it's interwoven into all of politics. It's interwoven into our uh, people's spiritual beliefs. It's interwoven into everything that we are as people because beer was potable water that helped us get by. And that's what also saddens me. It's not a sin. Beer helped us get to a place where we could create sciences and stuff that provide safe foods in a way that we didn't have meaningfully, meaningfully even thousands of years ago. And we've been on this ride for a long time. So uh, I have a lot of hope and faith uh, that, you know, we will get through this. Um, my big task is to educate people for 2022 when they actually do come back and try to solve Oregon's problems. Uh, and we'll probably see a lot of tax promotions from a lot of different angles. And uh, it's just important to be vigilant and to, to stay uh, to stay educated about it. You know, Jamie, I, I love what you said. I really appreciate when you because I always try to tell people in the audience out there is, um, it, it, you know, you have access to these people and we always think they're not listening. But it's because we have to go at it the right way, too. And kindness goes a lot farther than somebody writing a letter and screaming at people because I don't listen. When I see an email that doesn't that's screaming at me, I just get rid of it. So it's working with these people and being firm. I mean, you can be kind and firm at the same time. And it doesn't mean you have to give up your value or your values or your voice. But it's like and, and like you said, being persistent, you have to stay on it and really keep moving the ball ahead. And don't try to kick it. You have to keep gently moving it forward. <laughs> yeah, you know, and this is unrelated to this, but one of my favorite uh, quotes that I ever heard that you know, one of my mentors here in Eugene said a long time ago related to that is kill them with kindness. Just make sure they're dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my about it that way, to your point, you got to be, you have to have resolve and you have to have strength in what you're doing, but make sure to be kind as well. But anyway, that's, that's sort of a side joke there. I like, no, I like that. So Jamie, my last question for you. So what's your, what's your next beer coming out? Oh, actually, you know, I'm excited about the, well, right now we have Galaxy Trip and is our seasonal out right now. And that's a beer that we made for the first time last year. That's delicious. Like with, it, yeah. Galaxy Hops. Uh, we have a beer coming out to that will replace it this year. is called Stratoscope, and it has a, a hop in it called Strata Hops that was actually originally grown here in Oregon. It's an Oregon bred and grown hop, which is exciting. A lot of our hops are actually first uh, conceived in Washington, so it's cool that we get some love for that. Really beautiful citrus forward uh, hop that I fell in love with, and uh, another brewer and I have been working on this recipe actually for a couple of years, and we finally have enough of this hop to be able to release it in a large enough quantity for all of our fans, and that comes out next. So we have the first batch of that in production right now, and that will uh, start to hit the the streets here in April. So, what of all time of all the Ninkasi beers you've ever helped make or other people have made? What's your very favorite one? Oh boy, it's really. I mean. Since they all are my babies, you know, I mean, Total Domination was my beer to begin with. But, you know, I, I drink, uh, um, you know, I, I drink right now. I'm drinking a lot of Juicy Domination and Velasa Hopter is a new beer that we have out that I've fallen in love with. It has a hop in it called Brew One that has a really unique sort of orange creamsicle note to it. And with the other flat, uh, Jason James. Uh, you know, the other hops that are in there blend really well together. And and that's only available. That was meant to be available in draft and in 19.2 cans. Uh, and so like it's, it's got limited exposure in terms of where you can find it, but it's incredibly delicious. Nice to see you too, ish. 
Jason? <laughs> yeah, we got a mutual friend here. Hey, Jamie, um, thank you so much for your time. And I just called him yesterday and said, Jamie, I got it. Well, I went through Brian because Brian's my contact through and he, but, but Jamie was more than willing to do this and I can still get my hair cut in at Renegade Barber Company at five o'clock. So the, so the world is at peace and it is good. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to shower all the little hair particles off of me. And then I'm going to sit down and I get my frosty mug out of the freezer and I get my Otis and I pop my Ninkasi Otis, pour that beautiful dark beer in there. And I go, ah, oh, that's Oregon. Jamie, thank you, man. Appreciate what you do. And thank you for doing all that you do for our community too, buddy. Appreciate you too, Rick. Thank you so much. It's great to see you, my friend. I look right, forward to a beer with you when we can. Okay. All right. We'll see you later. All right, you guys. Again, Jamie Floyd, uh, Ninkasi, uh, one of the originals. And uh, he's a good guy. He does a lot of stuff for our community. So um, go on that page that I put the site on there. And uh, you can find out more information. Um, Isaiah, you had asked about distilleries. They're not sure it will affect them, impact them. They don't know exactly how much, only on the beer and the wine. Um, so that you might be able to find that information through there. So again, you guys, Oregon Concealed, um, It's you sit down, you watch a video, um, and this is how you get yourself prepared so you can get your concealed weapons permit and get your gun uh, licenses and all that kind of thing. And they're one of our sponsors tonight. Um, uh, somebody asked on here if it's, they thought it wasn't available in Marion County. I don't know, but go to their website and you can find out all the information and it explains how to do the whole program. And again, you do still have to go to the sheriff's office and do the paperwork. That's not, this doesn't get rid of that. And it is a local company. And then of course, Renegade Barber Company, um, everybody in there, Isaiah, Daniel, Hey, everybody uh, could cut your hair and do a great job. Um, take this, share it on your page. Let other people see what's going on. Um, we're headed to Sisters tomorrow. We're going to be over in Sisters for a couple of days. We'll be doing a couple of lives and showing you some stuff like that. And next week, we've got a whole line of, of things for you all week, Monday through Thursday, different shows. Um, I'm Rick Dancer. If you're on YouTube, go to the next video from yesterday and look at the hydrate bar. Uh, it's the newest thing in Eugene. Um, it's intravenous uh, solution uh, that makes you feel, I felt so good this morning. It makes you feel better. It's a vitamin cocktail. Um, not quite as tasty as an Otis, but it did give me a lot of, probably more boost when I was at the gym this morning than my Otis would. <laughs> All right, have a good day. Share it on your page. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Thank you.